following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down, hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And welcome into Talkin' Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Happy Thursday, to everybody, Rob Phillips hosting for Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola to my right, and back by popular demand, Lindsay <laughs> Cash Draper. What up, y'all? Welcome in. Welcome, welcome. That's what I was waiting for. Let's give her some applause, y'all. We didn't scare her away, huh? No, apparently not. It was so much fun last week. I know you got a busy schedule, so we appreciate it. Let's do this. Filling in for BB. Always. Um, got his back. We always got his back for sure, and it's a work day once again. Practicing inside or outside? Outside. It's Out- Wednesday. Outside? It's Thursday. Oh, it's it Thursday. is it is Thursday. Oh, Get you well, you could talk I was like, to is this is he joking with us right now? Is this bizarre? No, I got inside? I got confused because everybody asked about Wednesday, and I was thinking it was Wednesday. That was a topic of conversation in Jason Garrett's press conference. Pad padded practices. Uh huh. Because last week, of course, they had the. Monday night game and weren't doing it on Wednesday and so for some reason I guess that's a And the week before they story. weren't were they what happened? We're all I think everybody's on the wrong schedule. Media Oh, we're about to get back on it when Thanksgiving and Thursday night games roll around. Yeah. It's it's about to be popping. Just enjoy, enjoy this week and next week, I guess. It's going to be popping off normal. Yeah. yeah. And you know, those questions I think So we're trying to indoors. The, we're trying to okay. Trying to piece this mystery together. They're five and four. Why are they five and four? Are they better than five and four? And they've just got to get back on track. Sunday noon in Detroit, Cowboys, Lions. We'll we'll get into Detroit a little bit. Haven't done a lot of that this week so far. Uh, for the next 45 minutes, though, we'll take your calls, 888-855-2297. And we'll also try to maybe figure this team out a little bit, you know? It specifically, do the numbers lie a little bit? What what do we, what's in the beyond the numbers that we see with this team statistically that appears that they're having success, but it's not necessarily indicative in the final score. We can do that as well. But as always, on a Thursday or Wednesday, let's start off with injuries. Mick, what are you seeing? I'm seeing a lot uh, from both teams, by the way. So the Cowboys practice without three fifths of their offensive line out there, their starters, uh, with Lael Collins uh, out, uh, Zach Martin now with an elbow, so he's kind of got the triple crown of injuries, knee, back, elbow, uh, and then Connor Williams had the surgery, so he's out a couple weeks. Uh, Sue Afilo will take his place, um, but you know it doesn't, uh, it doesn't just stop there. Jeff Heath trying to get through uh, shoulder surgery, a uh, shoulder Two shoulders, not surgeries, two shoulders. Uh, they listed him as limited, but, you know, he was very limited in the game. Uh, didn't play the rest of the game at uh, safety. Um, they had to bring in um, Darian, Darian Thompson. Thompson. Yep. Thank you. I had Goodwin in my mind. Uh, He's on the injury report, Who's on too. the injury report also, by the way, their special teams guy. 
Uh, so yeah, they need they they need him on there. He he's played the special teams part, but he didn't play the rest of the game at at safety. So that's somewhat problematic. Uh, Mari Cooper, they're still trying to nurse him through the week so he can play on Sunday. And if he can play on Sunday without practicing on Wednesday or Thursday, so be it because he played awfully well. Uh, and Michael Bennett will be back in practice. He had a family issue. That's why he uh, DNP'd yesterday for non-injury reasons. But uh, if we have time, this Detroit Lions uh, practice report is pretty extensive. They've got two, four, they've got six guys that did not practice, and five of those guys are starters, including their quarterback, Matthew Stafford. I don't That's think the big it, one. Yeah, I don't think it looks good for him. You know, he practiced all last week, took the first team reps, and had started 136 consecutive games and didn't play. So you got to know that whatever he's got going in his back, and it's reported as, you know, fractured bones. I don't know if he has the same thing Romo had. Uh, with his back, the compression transverse fracture, processes. The transverse process. I bet that's what it is. Mm. Um, he did not practice. Uh, the Lions have, uh, I guess, the their deal is if you're not practicing, you put on a red jersey. Well, he had the red jersey on. What is ball cap backwards? Can you imagine the quarterback wearing his ball cap backwards? Anybody catch that? Or that's not? No. that's a no no. That's a no no. Back uh, to Romo days. Yeah. So does Dak do that? Is that okay? Uh, he doesn't do he it. Doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Always forward. wears it forward. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Probably for promotional reasons too, right? Doesn't have that starter logo. Yeah, on the when it's uh, back. It back. Yeah, very good. <laughs> the older fans did not love the backwards hat from Tony back. That was in the his day. biggest but problem. He. Probably thrived on that. <laughs> oh, sure. You know? He's knowing so, him. So smug. Yes, knowing yes. him. Yep. What, you don't like my hat backwards? Okay. Deal as long as it. I don't throw the ball backwards, right? But look, they've got, they've got so five starters. I, I mentioned Stafford, and it didn't sound like he's practicing today. Driscoll's going to at least get all the snap first-team snaps now. He did yesterday. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, they're starting running back, uh, Ty Johnson, uh, missed, uh, evidently he's in concussion protocol, so that's never a good thing early in the week. We'll see where that one goes. Uh, they're starting defensive end Romeo Aquara, Aquara, that's it, groin, didn't practice. I mentioned Stafford starting tackle Rick Wagner, didn't practice. Another concussion and uh, defensive back. So they're starting safety, Tracy Walker, uh, didn't practice. He's got a, a knee, and the guy backing him up, Miles Killebrew, ha- is in concussion protocol, and he's limited. So they've got their injury concerns. Both teams banged up, Lens, and not the best time to be banged up, but... Theirs sounds way worse than the Cowboys, in my opinion. I don't know. S- especially with Stafford. Yeah. And, and I wonder, with their record... <sighs> You know they they've they're better than I think their record shows, but at this point the playoffs look very difficult to get to. Oh yeah. So I talked gonna... to a friend who works with the Lions uh, this week, and and she was you know I was telling her from our end just how frustrating it's been when you see the talent on this roster and the and the record that doesn't match, and she. Oh gosh, same. I mean, they are feeling it there too. The yeah. disarray. I wouldn't say it's disarray here at all, but that's that's how yeah. they're feeling. And then the good news is Cameron Fumming finally got back into practice since he strained that uh, calf muscle uh, during the bye week. By the way, so he's been inactive the last couple games. Meaning Brandon Knight had to be the swing tackle, the backup. Uh, he got through practice okay, so they're hoping the rest of the week. 
if he's good to go, then he's good to go on if, Sunday. If you need him for Lyle or, you know, I, they're trying to manage Lyle's going to make They're, they're going to manage him and Zach. I think and, him and Zach. See, the yeah. good news about those guys not practicing is they finish the game. Right. So if you can finish the game, you're just trying to nurse them through to the next day. So at least you can get Fleming back as the backup. And then my understanding is with Suofilo starting, now the backup guard will be Joe Looney. So he'll be able to play both spots. And assuming the tackles are all okay, they can go back to just keeping seven offensive linemen up instead of eight the way they've had the last couple of weeks. Lens, you host Cover Four daily. You yeah. drive you drive a lot of our show content. I know you guys are trying to figure out what's happened to this team, the these four losses and why they haven't been able to establish consistency. What what are you seeing from from the Cowboys at this point in the year as they approach a critical stretch here? I know you guys have had Barry Church, former Cowboys safety on your show before. He's on Cover 4 with us every day and it, it's just a different head scratcher every week. You know, it's just something different and What's hard, like I just mentioned earlier, is looking at on paper the expectations that you have for this team with the great performance from Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott, and then it's a loss. But I loved what Ezekiel Elliott said yesterday in the locker room when he explained it. He said, no, you know, we're not going to be 13-win teams every year. All you're looking for is a shot at the playoffs. I don't think they kind of look at five and four each week or, or the numbers, they just look at playoff chances. And so they're I mean, they're first in the East. I mean, that's that's what their focus is, not really the record. So I guess it, it's frustrating as a fan. That's what we always talk about at the end of every year. Eight and eight, nine and seven, what's it gonna be? But Zeke was like, no, all we need is a chance at the playoffs. See, and the fans yeah. fans have the luxury of looking ahead and saying, oh, look how tough this is going to be and this is going to be, and you've dropped some games you should have won, and now look what you're up against. The players' standpoint, they're just looking at the next game. They're not looking down the road going, oh, we got to play New England after Detroit, and then we got to go play the Bills, and oh, the Rams are coming. They don't look at it that way, and you're right. I thought Zeke's approach uh, and, and just what he said is, uh, yeah, we're five and four. He goes, and he basically said, yeah, we're not happy. You know, it, it, it should have been better. Uh, but you can't do anything about that. You can do something about Detroit and you can do something about New England. You can't keep looking back uh, and, 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 and moaning, oh, we're better than this. No, you're five and four. So deal with it. Travis Frederick brought some good perspective, too, in that the league is designed to create this parity where there's not a lot of difference between the top teams and there's not a lot of margin for error game to game. We talked about it yesterday, Lynn's on our show. Um, They're 0-3 in games decided by seven points or less. And last year, ESPN, we were wondering the stat, 8-2. I mean, they they won a lot of close games last year, and you're right. I loved what Zeke said because he's been through a lot. You know, his rookie year, everything kind of went easily for him. Won 13 games. The next year, he was in and out of the lineup trying to fight a suspension. The year after that, last year, three and five and trying to dig out of it. These guys are well aware of how difficult it is to win games. Another thing we talked about on Cover 4 yesterday or the day before, does this team get to 10 wins? I said yes. What Do you guys have a, a thought on that? You got to win get to 10, 10 ooh, wins this year? Got to win five of your last seven, right? You got Bills, Patriots, Bears, Rams. I had both Eagle and Redskin wins. Mm. Um, yes. To get to 10? 10 wins? Yes, absolutely. They're too good not to. I think they're definitely capable of it. It's it's a tall order, and they've got to be able to manage some of these injuries in 
condensed stretches here. They're going to play a lot of games in a, in a short period of time coming up. But I, yeah, I think they're capable of it. And but does ten? Do you have to get to ten? Because are you, are you saying not. are you saying the Eagles are going to get to ten? You know, and and here's the deal: whoever wins that game is going to win the division. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that that thing I, I think will it's be flexed be, to nighttime game. <laughs> I think it'll be pretty simple. Whoever yeah. wins that game is going to win the division. That'll be a five a.m. arrival again from the East Coast, probably. Oh my gosh! We, you know, it. about week two, we looked at the schedule, and and I think Dave Hellman was like, you know what, this is going to have to mean something at the end of the year. We yeah. don't. Nobody wants it to. It shouldn't have to be that way. But we're going to get to week sixteen, I believe it is. Uh, and it's going to mean a lot. They you know, you were talking yeah. about how, how you know, the league's the way it's built. There's a reason why no one's won the NFC East two seasons in a row since 03-04. There's a reason. No one has dominated this division. I don't know what happens in other divisions except the AFC East. There's dominant teams and the rest are boo. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Boo. I don't know what to say there. Yeah, Boo. no. And, and so, you know, but the other divisions, I bet though whoever wins division rotates, you know, uh, the Rams were going to win everything for the next century, right? And now they're sitting there 5 and 4 in third place in the NFC West. Well, when's the last time a team won back-to-back Super Bowls? I think it was the Pats in 04 maybe. It's been that's, about That's probably right. It's been about 15 years. It is designed that way and They've been competitive in these games. They just, it's the slow starts. It's having to catch back up and try to erase those. Um, you know, and I, I know I was one looking for the magic potion on how do you solve the slow starts. But Jason was right today. If you look at each individual game that's had a slow start, uh, the majority of them were, well, we turned the ball over early in the game. That cost us, right? Well, in this last game, they got off to a slow start, and they didn't turn the ball over. They had two third and six and didn't pick them up, and Minnesota turned around and scored touchdowns both times, and now you're down 14 to nothing. So when we talk about slow starts, we always look at the offense, right? Well, the defense is part of this, too. They didn't have to give up two consecutive touchdowns on the first two possessions of the game. So they're as big a culprit of these slow starts as anything else. And they move the ball. They just don't score. Now, if you can come up with the reason for that, uh, then you know you better go down the hallway because they need some help. You'd be a rich man, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think the assistant coaches make just a little bit more than us. They do. LOL. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you have to rub that in? Today, man? <laughs> yeah, I didn't why, need man? that reminder. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that. We're trying to focus here. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, by the way, eight 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 five five two two nine seven is the number. Lens has got Periscope rolling. You can give us a call, and I want to dive deeper into some of the numbers with this team next on Talking Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. What's that spell? So, so. Are we going to win? Not if we play like we cheered. Just okay is not okay. 
Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS One Score September 2019. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open Dallas. Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys will host their third annual Christmas at the Star, presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb, November 22nd through December 21st. Taking place at the Star in Frisco, enjoy free family-friendly events throughout the holiday season, including the Christmas Spectacular, presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb, and the opportunity to take a photo with Santa Claus. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Lens, I'm sure Tut's going to be there, right? Tut will be there. I will be there. When does that start? 22nd, 22nd of November. Yep. It is so amazing. The tree's the going up out front. Oh, I'm so excited. Sorry, I like the way they're, looking good. they're building it. It's like it goes up, and there, so you got some lights, and then you got the next color lights, and then the next color lights. Piece by piece. Yeah, the tree's like 100 feet tall up Kind of yeah. moving it up top. It's like a wedding cake. It's yeah, layered. It is. There's layers to this defense, too. There are layers oh. to this defense. An amazing segue. Let's start us off segment two. <laughs> With what's popping on Periscope. Periscope is popping off with lots of questions, guys, about the linebacker play. Of course, Leighton Vander Esch has been hurt. Sean Lee has stepped in. Jalen Smith, where is he at to you guys? But the fans are calling them out. They want to know, why has linebacker play dropped off when you had what was maybe the best group in the league last year? What do you think? Maybe they're not getting as protected as they had been. See, this is it. they're not playing like doubles out there. Right, the two linebackers all by themselves. Doubles tennis. Yes, the, the the defensive front has something to do with keeping those linebackers clean too, in in some respects. Now I'm not saying that's all of it, uh, but again, uh, you know, you you got to be making the right decisions, fill the right gaps, and, and and at times they have not done that. At times they've gotten caught chasing the ball flowing one way and they cut back and it's like oh I should have been in my gap there and I wasn't uh, and I think that's happened but I think a lot of it if you look at it the offensive linemen are getting on to the second level and linebackers uh, against 320 pound tackles not a good matchup so I think they got to do a better job also up front of uh, of you know and 
And just pick a game or so, you know, two games. They didn't play the run very well, the Packers and now this game, right? This past game. Yeah, and go back to the Colts and, and the Rams yeah, games Yeah, go last back year to too. last year. Yeah, absolutely. So, But those questions weren't being asked because the majority of the time they were winning, so they weren't in this situation they're in right now. I'll just move on because there's a lot of good questions coming in. Uh, another one is about Chidobe Awuzie. Are you guys noticing a drop-off in his play on these 50-50 balls? He seems to be losing on a lot of these recently, and I don't know. It also feels like maybe in the past he was playing a little better than he might be right now. Well, when I look at it, he basically gave up one play this past game. And the guy caught it on his butt with his hand out on the ground and the ball landed on his hand, right? If you can play Stefan Diggs and hold him to what? This is true. Two or three catches? This is true. I mean, and, and then the, the play on the goal line, you know, he's just trying to help out on that tight end. I, I, I don't know that that was his job, but that's one of those where, okay, they threw it up to a tall guy and he didn't jump high enough. He was there. Now, he's right, whoever asked that. Uh, there's been a lot of you know one-on-one uh, balls that he hasn't gotten to. He's got the guy covered. He hadn't gotten to the ball. Well, but, and that that goes, was me. I threw that in yeah. there. No, and that's no, right. but you're and right. It, and it, no, goes, it, it has happened. It goes back to the takeaways, trying to finish those plays. They're middle of the pack once again in takeaways. And we talk about slow starts on offense. When did they have a great start on offense? When they got the ball inside opposing territory, that's a, that's another thing they're missing, and and the and the tackling has been an issue. When they've when they haven't been able to stop the run, they usually have struggled in games overall. And yeah, Cheeto gave up some plays in this last game, but they still like him, and they're going to need him in his physicality and Byron's physicality, especially in this game against Marvin Jones and Galladay. And that's why you draft guys like this because you got to handle bigger, stronger. And receivers. you're not going to win every single play. I just yeah. think sometimes when you remember what happened, it right. was so vivid in, in your mind, and you're like, wow, that was bad, but it wasn't all game long. You know, mm. look, just look at these quarterbacks. Wilson's thrown for 2,700 yards. Dak's thrown for 2,700 yards. Rivers' thrown for 2,800 yards. What are these cornerbacks doing in the league, right? They get beat. The, the object is to minimize how many times you get beat and maybe make a play now and then. But you're not going to pitch a shutout at cornerback. I'm sorry. It's it's going to happen. You know, these wide receivers are 1,000 yards a season. Does that mean all the cornerbacks are bad? No, they're going to move the football on you. You just want to make some plays. That's what has to that would kind of clouds over if you if you could make some plays then yeah okay i the, the guy caught 40 yards of passes on me or whatever no big deal right but you got to make some plays and that's probably what they're cuz there's some of those 50-50 balls that they just haven't uh haven't made a play on i like the track you're going on lens with the defense because it was it's kind of taking me where i wanted to go real quick with and i think you're going to write about this tomorrow Mick. i'm going to try if we don't Spell it out all here. I like to keep secrets, you know. Oh, oh do you? Do <laughs> you? Yeah. Huh? We can spend you the last. You guys have no idea the slyness of the Mick. <laughs> well, you could talk to Mickey. Let's spend the last segment talking about that. You got any state secrets for us? No, 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 no. Spill the no. scoops. No, I mean, you're full of them. Look, we, full. We, we're, and, and we are going to complain about the defense, right? Well, they're ranked seventh in the league right now. 
They're seven. top. They're top seven in scoring and yards. They're third in third down percentage allowed. The two teams in front of them are the two best teams in the league all year so far. Arguably, Pats and 49ers. Like you, mm-hmm. by most measures, they're a good defense, but they haven't been good in 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 certain stretches in the games that they've lost. And I don't know how to really gauge it. Like, is it just that the expectations are so high that they set for themselves that we set for them? I, I don't know how to really justify it. I mean, it. I heard earlier this year when Zach Ertz was talking in the locker room before coming to play the Cowboys, obviously they play each other twice a year. They know each other well. But he went through this this roster and was like, well, when you go to the back end, I'm used to seeing Byron. He's one of the most talented guys ever. He's got world records. Then you go to the linebackers, probably the best group in the league. Then you go to the front. I mean, he's just going off. I mean, opposing players talk about this defense. And seventh is good. I mean, I think seventh is great. But there's this just air about them that they shouldn't have these games against Alvin Cook where it just falls apart. Yeah, and there's been times where at the at the line of scrimmage, they're not winning the battle up front. It happened in the last game, to your point. It happened in the Rams game. And and when you're trying to win a championship, those are concerns. And they they talk about it too. They haven't been nearly as consistent as they want to be. Maybe. No, they weren't. And they didn't they didn't play well against Minnesota. But you know that's a pretty good team. Um, but again, you got to hold somebody less than 28 points. When you look, I bet the Eagles have scored more than 10 points in every one of their games except the Cowboys. That's just going to be off the top of my head. That's mm. my guess. Uh, I bet the. I bet the Saints have scored more than 12 points in every one of their games, too. So that's the confusing part. It's like you see it can be done, and then these other games it's not. But it's a week-to-week league. I'm sorry. That's just kind of the way it works out. they got to be better. Uh, they got to do better against the run, absolutely. But overall, it's not bad. It, it's just that game. You know, it's almost like um, – What's a little saying about the little boy when he's when he's good he's really good and when he's bad he's really bad something like that it's an old saying yeah uh, and that's kind of what there are when they're good they're really good and then when they're bad they're really bad it's just like a what have you done for me lately type yes, of thing absolutely I mean, it's week to week you got to change every week you got to beat different teams every week and the storylines change every week so matchups change yeah they come out and have a shutout against the lions we'll be talking about something else you know the only trend that i see is the slow starts and, and you know in seven of the nine games they've been behind and i don't, and, I don't know and one know. of those and one of those was miami and they were up 10 six that's almost like being behind that was the Right? At that point of the yeah. year, with yes, their, it was. With their, with their team, yes. right? That they were hanging in there. And the and reason they were ahead of Philadelphia is because they turned the ball over twice on the, the Philadelphia's first two possessions, and the Cowboys scored. <laughs> how about that? They did. You're right. When it happens seven out of nine games, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, other than it's a trend and it's a fact and it's there. But go look at it and look at the reasons, Right. Look! Look at the uh, turn the ball over, you know, and the losses. The Packers, uh, the Saints, turned two fumbles, three interceptions. Or two of them were early. Yeah, but is right? it is it all execution? Well, is it, it, some of it's got to go back when to you coaching turn the ball early over, in a game, right? When, when you turn the ball over early, it's not coaching. Yeah, it's it's execution. You know, everybody wants to kind of tie a bow on it, and it's like, well, they're not prepared. Okay, so they weren't prepared for the first two positions, but now all of a sudden they got prepared. And they came back like gangbusters. Well, I didn't right? say they weren't prepared. No, I'm saying, but, but I that's think everybody one of the shares perceptions. That's one of the perceptions out there. 
or or you know they're not motivated and then all of a sudden in the middle of the second quarter they get motivated mm. those things are that they're which makes it frustrating when hollow. you're in every game right you could be eight and one that's right be seven and two should be I mean, that's seven what and two. that's so, you know we don't come in here on mondays and are like man you know what this team just wasn't good enough they weren't good enough the other team was some every game it's like why'd you let us down that's why that's <laughs> you know that, me. yeah and that's why it's encouraging and also discouraging because have they been blown out of a game? I mean, 21-3 to the Jets, that was not good. 17-0 yeah, the Packers. Finish. But they've been able to dig out of it. It's can they put together a 60-minute performance consistently? A Jets game's still going to get them in. It's going to get you for the rest of your days, isn't it? <laughs> it's just not a game you should have lost. No. President Mull had the last laugh. Can I can I throw another question out? Yeah, not a, why not? It's not a question. Or run out in the hallway in I, one of these uh, tours and get a question. What up, guys? Yeah, lots of tours going on at the Star by my desk a lot. Questions. I saw Jarwin fly by. So I we talked about this on our show all week long. I want to get you guys' thoughts. 38% of offensive snaps, more touchdowns than Witten, 200 yards on like 15 catches. I, mm-hmm. I believe maybe 17 we going to get some more Jarwin, or, or, or is he cat? Like, this is his role. Stay in your role. Get a 20-yard catch every time you come in. Do your thing. This is your role. Or, hello, we knocking on the door here? Or once a game, at least. Are we see, Have we see, seen a little bit more of him I think last couple seen, games based on matchups? I think we've seen, yes. And I think a lot of it has to do with matchups. A lot of it has to do with who they trust blocking on the line of scrimmage at times. But I think what we've seen a little bit of a trend is him coming in on more nickel situations uh, than Witten. Uh, mm. I think before we— knew your eye was on something, Mick. Scoop. I knew uh, you were scoop. scooping you, it. I mean, if you, if you were watching the, this game the last, the, that last quarter, um, he, he was starting to come in on a nickel when they were in just one tight end. And mm. if you go mm. back, and if you go back and look at the Hail Mary, he came within a whisper. I thought he had it catching that ball. He was, had two this hands is a on it. Cowboys exclusive. <laughs> but he got he got hit. Now they're not going to call it right, but he got bu- bowled over. Uh, yeah, and, and he and was right why there. Don't, why don't you challenge that play? <laughs> I'm sorry. Why don't you challenge that play? Well, you can't because it's the last two minutes. It's oh. upstairs. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Now they could have challenged. They could challenge the Witten play Witten one in the end zone, and they would have lost. If it's not, oh, yeah. if it's not Ram Saints body slam, they're not going to overturn it. It's a very high bar to get that overturned. I mean, I, I had mean, that it's, discussion it's, it's with obvious. someone. Yeah, and it's point. like you know, and and it's almost like you got to sit there and go, okay, I know I'm right, but it's not going to be overturned, and I'm going to waste the timeout, and I can't afford to waste the timeout when I'm trailing. So. Although when you're not trailing by much and you don't call timeout because you only got 10 on the field, probably would have been a good time for a timeout. Yep, yep. Should have done that. (laughs) I don't know. What if you needed it later? (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't need a 40-yard screen pass on me and then tack 15. You're right. Honestly, based on the offense. On a face mask or whatever they call it. But you did need those those timeouts at the end, though. But you did. Right? And they used them, and it almost paid off. Right, right, right. Mike, did I hear you wanted to bring up that last Tavon Austin situation again today? Or are you done uh, no, with that? No, I didn't say that. Let's keep, let's keep wait, going. Wait, let's I'm gonna, keep going. I'm going to give you a Tavon. <laughs> what day is it? Thursday. All right, I'm done with it. No. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he handled it awfully well. He, he did. did. He said it politely. 
But it was, yeah, it was time to move on, I guess. And, you know, we got the Lions coming up. It's a new game, and it's going to be a new segment after the break. We got two calls holding. We'll try to get to those before we get out of here next on Talking Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting Essilor US Essilor. See more, do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say... It's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talking Cowboys. Now, I don't know if Lindsay knows this, but I probably should Tell ask me. her the question, too. Is winter cracking you up and drying you out? Well, so the is solution it. is go to Jack Black, because now's the time to prep against dry, chap, winter skin. <laughs> Free Winter Warriors with your $65 plus purchase. You get an MP10 nourishing oil along with dry erase ultra calming face cream. If you use the code Quinner, Quinner, huh? if you use the code Winner, yeah, yeah. go to getjackblack.com See, and shop now. That's a wonderful read, Nick. Wonderful. I'm glad it's not just us. It's. Lens is over here. It's those inflections. Woo! Those inflections will get you every time. Chap. 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 <laughs> Got to watch out for that chap. Really That's good. That's Mick st- for you. That is Mick. Really good stuff, Mick. Welcome back to Talking Cowboys. we got a few minutes left in the show, and we've got a couple phone calls to wrap it up. Nebby, our buddy Nebby, you're up next on Talking Cowboys. We're up first. What's up, bud? Uh, uh, hi, everyone. L- listen, you... Uh, 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 you guys answered my first question, so I'm just going to get to my second question. Is it practical to give Jason Witten a two-year contract extension? 
Uh, take care. Thanks for being patient with me, and have a great week. Bye. Thanks, Good Neb. Seb. Good one, what, Neb. Somebody thinking out the box. Oh, uh, you know Jason, what? Jason Witten? He he did say Jason Witten, right? Did he, did he mean Jason Garrett? Did he, he say said Witten. He, he said, said Witten. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's necessary because I think he probably wants to go year by year. I mean, he's not going anywhere. You know, he's going to finish his career here. Uh, so, yeah, you see how the season ends and say, okay, you want to go 17? We'll go 17th year. And because uh, he's on a one-year contract right now, right? So yeah, I don't, I don't think that they have to extend him or worry about it. Thoughts? No. Yeah, uh, he's he's exactly just what let Mickey it, said. Just let it roll. Yeah, he's week right? to week, year to year. Yeah, just won't come out and say it. But he's thirty-one teams could call and he would hang up. Yeah, yeah, and he's having the time of his life. By the way, mm-hmm. he, he's enjoying this so much. Uh, enjoys being here. I mean. What was it? Oh, it was the other day. It was like, okay, he was here Monday. Well, he might have been the first player here Monday, right? Tuesday's the day off. Jason Witten was here. So See him at lunch every day. Yeah, right. He's, every al- day. he's always here. And I think he can afford to buy his own lunch. So. I think he can. I think he's doing okay. Um, yeah, somebody asked him a week or two ago, and he just said, I'm not even thinking past this day, this week. You know, And he is 37, and I'm sure it's probably, yeah, it probably is a year-to-year thing at this point. Um, okay, let's go back to the phone lines. Travis in Michigan, is that correct? You're up next on Talking Cowboys. How's it going, guys? Good. Um, I had a quick point and then a question, or just a thought, I guess. Um, going back to the last game, I just think the slow starts, they just haven't played very good complimentary football. When the offense needs the defense, it seems like they kind of fall short. And when the defense needs the offense, same thing. I don't know if you can really point to one specific thing it just happens and i know mickey talked about them turning it over which is execution part of it but i also think the you know around the league you know most of the your first two possessions it's scripted it's you know your top 15 or 20 plays and i wonder my question is do you think a little bit of that goes to just kellen moore maybe this is his first year as an offensive coordinator and i'm not saying he's not qualified or anything like that and I just think maybe it's a growing process for him and he hasn't to me the first 15 or 20 plays haven't looked as put together like they could be so I just wonder if that might also be leading into a slow start on offense you know Travis um, the the weird thing about that is they they the majority of their times they're moving the ball they just yeah. don't. They just don't complete the drive. You know that was, you know, the frustrating thing. Think about the um, Packer game. It was the Packer game, yeah. right? They're moving, and and, yeah. and all of a sudden, uh, you get a you get a pass that should have been caught and gone for a touchdown, and you drop it into an interception. And yeah. and if you look at the the, the game before that, um, you know they're moving the ball and they fumble. You know. Witten's going down. He's going down to the forty-yard line, and he fumbles. So yeah. it's kind of hard to put. But you're right. Uh, you know, that's a that's a kind of a a good thought. But I I just don't know that that's been the deal. Like this past game, they're moving the ball, and then they get to two third and six, and they get a drop. And um, I forgot what the other reason was that they didn't convert, and then all of a sudden you're punting again. So it's, it's yeah, it's frustrating. I, hear that. I would it's, think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's definitely. I don't think it's for sure. I know they've, they've turned it over for sure a couple of times. I just think from, you know, what my eyes are seeing when I'm watching those. I really pay attention to those first 15 plays. I don't think the things have been set up like you look at the Minnesota game. 
they were setting that play action up and that those boots and the waggles and all that stuff right from the beginning. And it seemed like it led into the game. I just think the first 15 plays for us have been kind of, they haven't been pieced together as good. And I don't think it's something that can't happen the second half of the year. I just think for the first half of the year, maybe it's something where he hasn't quite gotten a finger on, this is the way I need to play this game out, or this is the way I need to piece these plays together. So, well, I think, if you think about it, that first possession, they're third and six at the uh, at the Vikings thirty nine, and they had basically an all out blitz, and yeah. the ball was kind of low to Cobb, but it was catchable. And then you don't have to miss the field goal either, by the way. You right. Know, even though you got there, and then I, I I had time to look here, and then the second possession, um, they're third and. Third and six at the 48. So they move from the 25 to the 48, uh, and he throws that uh, cross pattern to Witten, and the ball gets deflected and breaks it up, and now you're punting. So uh, again, uh, he and, and Dak was was hit by Griffin when he when he threw the ball. So right. different reasons it seems like uh, all the time. But yeah, it's uh, I'm sure it's frustrating to them too. And, and I want to leave you guys with this because I was going to bring up that field goal. When he when as soon as they got stopped on that third down and Maher started walking out, I was like, "Why? Why is this not?" To me, it was it was a simple punt. I know it, it's situational football to me, and they always talk about situational football. Jason talks about it all the time, and I just think as, as great as his sixty yard field goals are, I love that. That's awesome. But I felt like in that moment in that game, we always talk about Rod and how you want to make a team go ninety yards. So I think put the defense down there at the 10-yard line and make Minnesota off the jump go 90 yards. They're probably not going to do it. If they do, then they're just better. But I don't think they're going to. Yeah. Okay, Travis, appreciate the call. We're almost out of time. Lince, what do you think? of? I mean, Brett has the leg to do that, but in the time and place early in the game, it was a momentum swing when they didn't convert. Yeah. I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty. It would have been nice to have three, but definitely I kind of go towards the side of – Scratch my head on that one a little bit. You know, maybe he was thinking, gosh, we have all these slow starts. What if I can just get a field goal and get ahead of yeah. No, nothing? 100%. Like any shot Don't at you points think that you was have. His, his, his yes. thought process. Yes. And he didn't have to hit it bad. You know, he, I mean. No, they trust him back there, but he is four of eight plus 50. So it's not a guarantee. Well, then he should make those. They should have lost three yards and made it 60. Then okay. he would have hit it. The that. Maharati doesn't go below 60. <laughs> Maharati wasn't Maharati, that That's one. very good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Linz, thanks so much for joining us again. Thanks for having me back, y'all. It was a blast. Mick? No one's creeping in on us. What's well, we're, we're going we're gonna to give way to the break. <laughs> we started late. The boss man that will be waiting fault, momentarily. Though. Deagleton. Yep. Deagleton, Eatman, Hellman, Amber. Next. Woo! Pre- appreciate Kyle producing. We'll, we'll catch you guys tomorrow on Talking Cowboys to wrap up the week. <laughs> This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-